Local news. Sometimes it's hard to identify. Sometimes you know what it is right when you see it. But how is news gathered, crafted, and delivered? When a local TV station puts together a story that lasts a couple minutes, there is a process. But sometimes that process is more interesting than the story itself. We're going to tell you the behind the scenes little nuggets that don't make it to TV. We are bringing you the people on the front lines in the action in a different light. This is Jay Wallace. Welcome to KVU Off the Airwaves. The U.S.-Mexico border issue has many layers to it. There are lots of stories that impact people's lives, and many of them aren't being told. Last week, we introduced you to KVU investigative reporter Erica Proffer, who worked along the Texas-Mexico border. Now in Austin, she's going to use what she learned from her past to hopefully help make impactful changes for others in the future. We are in a crisis. The families that look like me are scared. ICE arrests dozens of undocumented immigrants in Austin, more than 50 so far. The president tweeting today, the crackdown on illegal criminals is merely the keeping of my campaign promise. The people we deport may be delivered to the hands of the cartels, the same cartels who put drugs on our streets. KVU defenders traveled to the Texas-Mexico border. Investigative reporter Erica Proffer walked the path of those deported, dropped off near McAllen, Texas at the International Bridge. Talk to me about how you got the idea that you were going to go down to the border and um, do some work down there. So what happened was there were a lot of raids going on. Uh, and what does that mean, raids? What was happening? Immigrations and, and Customs Enforcement and Homeland Security investigators were detaining a lot of people who were in the country illegally. However they picked them up, you know, that, that can be argued. Right. But what was happening was a lot of people who were in the country illegally were getting detained. And it was happening a lot around Austin and Travis County. 51 people picked up by immigration from Austin in January, then another sweep. 153 people detained all across South Texas, all accused of being in the country illegally. Where they go may be deported to danger. And so I said, and this is what I pitched to the bosses, I said, I've, I worked along the border. You've been there. I know what happens when people who are from Mexico get deported. And that's key. People who are from Mexico the other get way. deported. What happens is the government takes them to a bridge, an international port of entry, and drops them off and says, walk back. And then on their way back, they get received into the country, uh, repatriated is, is what it's called. Uh-huh. And then after they're repatriated into the country, given a, a little bit of documents, then they're, they're free to go into the country. But from that little repatriation desk on the bridge, right as they get into Mexico, if they're from interior Mexico, it's it's good luck to you, sir. Good luck to you, ma'am. Mexico's pretty big. Surveillance video we obtained from bridge cameras shows the United States deports many busloads at a time. There are eight people sitting now in the office um, to be repatriated. So we're heading there now. This is the bridge that they crossed. Here, we're protected. Outside, threat lurks. Have a whole line of taxis just waiting. So the cartels would pose as, or they would be, cab drivers saying i'll get you to the bus stop and then once you get into the into into the cab they either are robbing them or kidnapping them holding for ransom or pressuring them into being in the cartel and when i say pressuring them i mean it's you fight with us or die 
what I wanted to do was show that, show where people go, and then, and then who is who is trying to help, um, because we on this side of the border, we can't do anything. But there are people on the Mexican side who are trying to, they they try to get them information and uh, things like identification and a work permit and a way to get home. We declare our cameras and gear. The officer tells us the roads where we travel are dangerous. What we're going to do right now is go back to the bridge and they're going to walk us through the process. We can't take our big camera like this. So all we're really going to have is this phone and I'll also take my GoPro. Behind me is the police and if you could get really close to them, you would see that a lot of them have masks over their faces. It's because just doing their job here is dangerous. I think it's about time for us to head back across the border. So when you're physically there, you pack up in Austin, you're heading down to the border. Most people, the only connection they have with the cartel is what they see on their TVs or on the movie screen. I mean, what type of dangers are involved? I don't want to sensationalize it, but I mean, we're talking about the cartel. We're talking about illegal activity. I mean, what type of dangers are involved being there when these things are happening? That's a part of the story. They are happening. Yes, they are happening. But I would say it would be the same dangers as you covering a shooting in a rough part of town. I mean, yeah. even there you can get robbed. Now, it is a little more dramatic. Yes, there are things like kidnapping to be held for ransom. And in the mind... It absolutely sounds worse. Like, oh my God, you're going, you know, you're going down there. But danger is, we find danger in a lot of our stories. And for me to not do a story that needs to be told, because I think that there may be danger. Where's the line? Because I know we all have lines and you might not have a specific answer, but is there something in your brain that clicks? When do you say it's not worth it? Or when do you say this story needs to be told? Absolutely. There's a line. And and it is something that that I take seriously. Uh, you know, I have a family. So when I went down to the border, I worked with a photojournalist there, and I shoot a lot of my own stories, right? But that especially for case, just safety to right. have someone there with. You. I had someone, and and the reason why I used a photojournalist from the valley who was in the valley versus one of our own. Okay, I didn't know that. So you used someone who was there and knew the area. Arturo Vargas leads the way. They're reporting an accident. He's a photojournalist who has dual citizenship and knows the area. So no shootings in the last five hours. Who knew the area, who is from there. So he knows he knows all of the streets, he knows all of the important people, and he knew he knew when and exactly where criminal activity would be happening. And it's something that you know he wouldn't want to do anything dangerous because his family lives in Reynosa. His family lives in the valley as well. So I knew that we would be safe um, in that sense. Plus, he has he has contacts uh, with the Mexican federal government. Has those contacts that that would let him know, okay, it's not it, it it's not safe. You need to get out, or you don't need to come. And, and we were doing it. We were checking all the way up to the bridge all the way up and even when we were there we were still checking and i was checking in with my bosses saying everything's fine everything is safe giving them updates because believe you me I mean, oh i'm sure <laughs> they, they they needed it yeah. and and when i got back across okay we're across we're safe 
and we were in and out and we we did it during the daylight uh we, we you know we don't necessarily put ourselves in harm's way it was let's get the story let's get out in hearing you talk about the issue i obviously can understand your passion about this and beyond the fact that you used to work in this area why are you so passionate about this i mean even a year later i can just hear you talk about it and it's something that hits you is there a reason why why did this story touch you so much i connected with an area that often gets stereotyped sure and for many different reasons for many different reasons and if i'm able to tell a story in a way that helps someone who would say I am nothing like that area, connect, I've done my job. By telling this story, Erica stepped out of her comfort zone and crossed a border that many wouldn't. She broke down a very serious and real issue for thousands of people, and at the same time, the depth and thoroughness of her investigation, her digging deeper into the story, it not only shed light on the issue, but helped provide possible solutions. While this was one of Erica's bigger stories, she's told many others that directly impact everyday people right here in Austin. Stories that come from folks like me and you. In everything that's kind of not just local news, but just news in general, whether it's through newspapers, radio, TV, isn't that just a big part of it? Just making sure that when we go, well, we walk out our door in the morning, through maybe the stories we tell, they're a little bit more informed about what goes on in their life and goes on in the world. Not to get too meta about it, but right, that's a part of yeah, it. Yeah, we're a present day social studies teacher. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's what we are. Yeah. Like, I just tell it is what it is. I have the opportunity to go deeper. And, and I love that. I'm, I'm so grateful that I am afforded that opportunity to take a complex issue and try to simple, simplify it in a, in a way that will help us understand and relate to each other. At the end of the day, that's it. That's all it is. I know it's, it's, it's crazy, but some of our best stories come from a Facebook comment, come from a tweet. It's not a press release. It's not something that's up on a big billboard. It's just one person that you know gave their two cents, and then you dig a little bit, and then you're like, holy cow, there's a story in this, and maybe there's a step where we get a layer deeper, where there's even a deeper connection and an understanding of that interaction. Yeah, it's why we put up the Defender's tip line in our newscast every night. I mean, we we ask for tips because it helps us connect to what's important to viewers. Our water bill stories that Terry has been working on, those stories are stories that have come into us through our tip line saying, I don't understand why I'm being charged thousands and thousands of dollars for water. And then that put money back in people's pocket, money that it was theirs. Right. Absolutely. And that's the that is the purpose. Right. Yeah. I mean and and so the future of investigative journalism is just that. It's this is the issue. What as a community can we do to solve it? So Let's back out a little bit and let's look at this big picture. Everything we're talking about, investigative journalism, why is this important to have as an entity in, in society? In my opinion, all journalism is investigative journalism. All good journalism is investigative journalism. So you can be an investigative journalist on a daily assignment. You can, you can go to whatever news event it is and ask for a history of paperwork. So let's say it was, um, a, let, let's say you covered a shooting mm -hmm. and you could ask for the amount of calls to that address or to that block 
for the last year just to see how often cops go there. Right. And, and, and it's just that little nugget, that, that little bit extra. You dug a little bit deeper. You dug a little bit deeper. To me, you can turn investigative angles, and, and, and what it does, you can turn investigative angles every single day. But what that does is it helps the community understand. That's all it is. For me, because I'm able to work in a unit such as the Defenders, we are able to keep digging. Where a general assignment reporter may be able to just, you know, put that shovel in the ground once or twice on a story, we're able to just keep digging. Could you see yourself ever doing anything else? I think if I ever did anything else, it would always be with this passion because that that is the core of a human. So whatever I do, you always have that that desire to 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 go deeper. And, and I, I, you know, I wish that was a better word than go deeper because it just sounds so cliche. It, it, you know, I just <laughs> if it's true, though. Right. So if I were in a role, give me anything else. Give me give me anything. Just baker. throw if I was a baker, if you were a baker, if I was a baker, I would want to be the best baker. I would want Top to not I would want to take on chef's kitchen. I would want. Yeah, if I and which is really good because I cannot bake, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would want to to know the way the the foods interact on a chemical level. Again, it goes back to the very beginning. What is investigative journalism? We are the nerds of the newsroom. Oh so yeah. So I would be the nerd in whatever it is. Be it's, the nerd baker. Let me, you know, let me go as I, I mean, I crunch analytics for fun. Come on, who does that? Hey, to each his and her <laughs> own, right? You know. <laughs> I mean, and so, so yes, if I did anything else, yeah, anything else in the world, I would still do it in the same way I tell investigative stories, and it's simply because, as a core of who I am. I am someone who loves learning and I love teaching. At the end of the day, that's what I do. I learn, I teach, and I hopefully inspire others to do something. Yeah. So whatever my, my, my job ever becomes, because quite frankly, all it takes is, a, is, a, is another big recession and investigative journalism units get cut. We've and, talked about that, yeah. Yeah, and so, and if that happens, I will absolutely put on another hat. And when I put on another hat, you'll find your passion. I will go as deep as I can in that role. And that's all that matters. We'll always have a need for investigative journalism, that pursuit of the truth, a foundation for compassion and caring for the people in and around your community. That is something Erica not only demonstrates, but thrives on. Sometimes work hours can get long or a story idea just keeps falling through. But knowing that you are working to have an impact on those around you, that can keep you going on your most difficult of days. And maybe, just maybe, help our society be a little bit better and a little bit more informed. I'm Jay Wallace. Till next time, this has been KVU Off the Airwaves. Hey, if you like what you heard on KVU Off the Airwaves, check out our daily newscasts, daybreak from 4.30 to 7, midday at 11, KVU News at 5 and 6, the night beat at 10, and anytime on KVU.com. You know, 